Um, hi there chaps, it's Kate Sterling here. I'm coming to you today live from my pantry um, because it's quite early on a Sunday. I will get a bit better at doing this during the week and scheduling it. Um, but it's yeah, well, yeah, it's like 25 past 7 and um, I thought I'll come to the pantry <laughs> to try and not disturb everyone. But I seem to have woken everyone up anyway. Um, if you would like to take a look, I'm also streaming this currently to YouTube. <laughs> So if you want to have a look at my pantry, you are welcome to um, to go and have a look at my pantry. <laughs> um, it's not very exciting and I'm kind of, I've got that little sweat going on. Uh, you don't need to know that, that little, that little sweat that's creeping up um, in the heat and the closeness of this environment. Um, but anyway, uh, sorry for sharing that slightly TMI level of information uh, on a Sunday or whatever day you're listening to this on. Thank you so much for listening and for all your comments and um, messages and things like that. It, I really, really appreciate it. And if you do have an extra 30 seconds to go and rate uh, this on Apple Podcasts or in iTunes, I don't know if you can do that anymore. I'm a bit old school. Um, but yeah, if you, if you have the time, I'd really appreciate any um, reviews or anything like that that you can kind of pop in there um but yes thank you so much um so today i wanted to talk about a few things but um primarily really it was something that was kind of something that started to play my mind a bit this week uh, linked into ego and i was starting to get a bit worried that not worried <laughs> dramatic choice of word but i was just a bit conscious that i didn't want this podcast to suggest or to seem like you should try and copy my life or that my life is perfect um, and I'm not by any means saying that my approach to life is the right one um, in terms of the choice of title of the podcast and how to live a sterling life bit of a play on words because sterling is obviously has different connotations to wealth and value and that's actually a stage name that I came up with um, when I was oh god many moons ago now I must have been in my early 20s um my my agent basically <laughs> i've got on a tangent already okay i just gonna tell the story so when i was about 20 there's something called spotlight which is like the actor's directory um and i was registered in there as kate manning which is my my name uh, my born name and um katie manning who was or is an actress who was in um doctor who her agent got in touch with my agent because she couldn't re-register in spotlight because you can't have a name that clashes it's like the closest i've ever got to notoriety um so her agent got in touch with my agent and said can i change my name basically and i was i was you know young and didn't really have a profile so i was like yeah sure and um it was really hard to try and decide what to change my name to and at the time i did start playing around with double barreling it with the person i was with um who i then married so it was probably a good thing that i didn't do that <laughs> Um, because that didn't work out um, but uh, Sterling is a place in South Australia and I have uh, my mum's Australian so I have strong links to Australia um, I always like to pretend that I'm Australian but I'm really not am I um, but I always, always like to kind of think that I am semi-Australian which I guess I am um, but um, oh my whatsapp is open I'm just going to quit that um but yeah, Sterling was this place in Australia that I just really loved and 
it just stuck really and I I love it because it it almost gave me an extra level of confidence and um, I don't know there was something about it as an actor that you kind of are then a bit protected from yourself and you then you know you're like a different entity when you walk into a room um, not in a sense of pretending to be someone else but just for me it was like oh yeah okay um, that's that's my acting identity um, so Sterling for me as well is then just seemed like a natural thing to put into the podcast because it's not only my name but it's also you know positive in its connotations <laughs> I could have just said that in a sentence but instead I spent three minutes telling you a rambly story sorry but anyway the idea behind today's podcast is to really share that this is not about me pretending or saying that like I've got one of those perfect Instagram lives um, lives that you you know look at and you're like oh I really want to do that and maybe you do I don't know but it's more about you really appreciating your life and then your life growing as a result that's I'm um, sorry about that chaps so I um <laughs> basically I have to use Chrome as a browser here and I wasn't using Chrome so my recording cut out but anyway I'm back um, and hopefully this will be a seamless pardon me a seamless little transition uh, but yeah basically just to recap there this is not about you copying my life this is about you finding the things that bring you a sterling life or an amazing life or however you want to see it and the reason I shared you that story was just to show you that background uh, in the reasoning behind it because today I did want to um, touch upon something that on an extension of that that obviously online now we see so much of kind of perfection or the ideal and then you've got this huge wave of a movement that's kind of counteracting that or trying to counterbalance that and yes there absolutely are pages that talk about like a lot of the the more challenging things but due to how social media works and the algorithms that are within all of that sometimes those stories don't really get to the top of news feeds and and things because um you know like a really slim girl in a bikini is actually going to get more traction than someone sharing a story that could really help someone else uh, it's just how it works and probably it's also why you know it's why we go on things like social media it's kind of like a distraction from our life it's why we end up scrolling so much well me um well no but you know what i mean like we just start doing it don't you and then you're like oh god i've lost 10 minutes 20 minutes an hour of my day just from scrolling so um i did just want to share a story um and I should have said this at the beginning, but I can't remember if I did. Um, I just want to warn you that I am going to touch upon my experience with a miscarriage. So I want to ensure that if you don't want to listen further, because it might be triggering for you, then maybe you stop listening now um, or whatever, you know, that's your choice. But just as a heads up. Um, so this story is about what happens as a woman in your 30s and the things that happen if you are not in a certain situation and you want to have a child. So when I was about 31, 32, I separated from the guy I married and all of a sudden there was this huge rush of, oh my God, what am I going to do? Who am I going to have a baby with? Because as well at the time, an article had been circulating about fertility, female fertility and how it just kind of basically my memory of it is that this article basically says that after 30 well that's just it it's like kind of downhill from there on in 
So I just essentially lost that opportunity to have a baby with someone. And then I was confronted with this double whammy of, well, now this is it. Like you've got this huge pressure now to try and work out who on earth you're going to have a baby with by the time you're, you know, well, now, <laughs> by the time you're now. And I don't think it's a subject that's really talked about. Um, and it's why I have such, I think if you're in a situation where you're able to have a child or you have a child or you're in a stable relationship, you don't even consider this necessarily, or you might consider it, but you don't necessarily understand on that, on that like much deeper level, how confronting it is or you can understand, but obviously you've never had those feelings. So we can do our best to be empathetic, but sometimes I do think that you have to go through a situation to be able to really understand. And I'm a bit of an empath anyway, so I kind of really, I can look at someone and if I feel like they're sad, I'll feel their sadness, which is a nightmare sometimes. And it's why boundaries have been so important for me to learn because otherwise I spend my whole time just feeling everyone else's emotions. <laughs> and you know, take that as you will. You might think that's a load of rubbish, but I think it's 100% facts. Anyway. So coming back to this kind of place of being in my 30s and suddenly just unbelievably wanting or yearning to be a mum, like even when I was a kid, I'd always wanted to be a mum. And, you know, it is good that I didn't have a baby in my previous relationship because I don't think that would have been a happy place for a child to grow up necessarily. And, and that's all you want when you have a child. But... I can totally understand why some people do have a child in relationships that aren't right for them because it's so confronting to think you're running out of time. And once you start to think like that, that is literally all you can think about. Like you'd be walking down the street and you're like, oh my God, is that going to be the baby daddy? You just like your whole, you could become a little bit psycho because your whole brain starts to just get a little bit one tracked. And then obviously you've got all this trauma and grief from a relationship that perhaps you've been in for a long time that has ended and as well with that you've put so much into that relationship that starting from scratch again is like exhausting in itself and then you layer it on with the fact you're not in a relationship and lots of your friends might be and this is obviously from a heterosexual kind of perspective so I can't speak for different kind of orientations and things like that um, but I'm sure it must feel exactly the same regardless of of the relationship that you're in um, and it's really scary and it's really challenging and it's really sad. And especially, so for me, I'd had to move back in with my parents because my ex owned the flat. I hadn't really planned for a divorce, so I hadn't saved anything really. Like everything I earned just went back into the relationship. And um, so I was left, and I, I, it's important for me to say that he wasn't a bad person, so it's not like he was horrible <laughs> in terms of, you know, I didn't, ask for any money or anything like that when we separated and that was my choice and it wasn't him refusing to give me anything I think that's really important because I don't want you to think that he was a bad person uh it just didn't work out anyway um yeah I had like I had to start completely from scratch so I was also dealing with the fact that I was living back at home for the first time in 10 years at least maybe even 14 12 14 years and that was really challenging for me and obviously I love my parents and I was extremely lucky to be able to have a home I could go back to but that was confronting for me because I suddenly felt like literally all my other friends you know they were buying houses they were having babies they're in these marriages and I was suddenly living back at my parents like a child again and it was really really tough um, emotionally because also you know when you have a big change like that you kind of need to have the space 
and if you, you can't afford to pay to have the space then that's you know really hard and um I'll expand deeper on that further down the line um, because now I am essentially really grateful and if that was to happen to get again I'm in a place now where resilient wise it wouldn't scrape the surface <laughs> and that's why these situations that happen to us are incredible gifts because they do help us grow in such a way and um, and this basically feeds into um, the whole side of things when it comes to when you do fall pregnant and then you lose the baby um one in four pregnancies end in miscarriage but to be honest with you over the last year probably the amount and i don't want this to come across like if you are pregnant obviously i i don't want this to be triggering for people that are pregnant and i don't want you to worry about it because obviously there are more babies that come out <laughs> basically but it happens a lot miscarriage happens a lot and i think people are talking about it more and more and more and i've been given a lot of hope um by the stories of friends and family who have been through it and then have had children but because it's such a process and as you get older it does get a bit harder to conceive and you know uh at the start of the year 2021 um i fell pregnant and then in march i lost the baby at about 10 11 weeks and it was single-handedly one of the most traumatic things I've ever gone through um, and again I'll probably talk a bit more about that further down the line I would never share gory details or anything and if you do want to reach out to me and ask questions or if you're going through it you're always welcome to reach out to me because it is such an isolating experience to go through I had to it just happened just started naturally I had to go to hospital um, you know I had to go in by myself because of Covid um, and it was truly awful um and then on top of that you've got this whole imagination of a life that you've started to create in your head and then that life isn't happening anymore and the reason i'm sharing this within this podcast is that i think the aim of this podcast is to show you that even if these experiences happen to you your life can still be beautiful and amazing um and i share it as well because i don't want you to think that my life is, like I said, all bells and whistles and perfect <laughs> because I still have to obviously deal with all the things that we all deal with as, as humans. And um, but we don't often share about the really darker stuff because it's a bit depressing and we don't really want to know about that. We just want to kind of and that's very British as well, isn't it? Like, oh, no, no. Well, it's you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Just, you know, pick things up and keep moving on. And there is an element of that, but you do have to deal with it. Like I just drank wine and ate cake for two weeks after. I didn't even want to drink wine to begin with because it represented the fact that I wasn't pregnant anymore but the the fact is is that I kind of needed to do that to lean into well just connecting back to a bit of normality and um it's quite good actually because it did remind me how great living slightly healthier is <laughs> recommend finding that balance um and that's a podcast for another day but basically because of everything that I've been through with my divorce and everything like that I actually almost rushed through the processing of it because I've become so good at reframing things big moan trumpet but I have that I can find a positive in almost anything now but sometimes that's a bad thing because it means that we don't deal with things you don't feel it and you kind of start to try and find a positive in a very 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 rubbish situation um, and I think I share about this because a I think it's important to talk about it because it happens every single day 
and it's important to be able to have a conversation about it as a matter of fact but also to be able to support and encourage those who don't feel comfortable about sharing who might never have dealt with something as traumatic as that to reach out to someone if they need to you know you've basically you've you've lost a life like it's a big deal um but also it doesn't have to define your future so you can then still find joy like i found a whole new layer of gratitude for everything i do have and and that you know to not get focused on it because then that's just so stressful and there are lots of people now that are talking about um all the different ways with acupuncture and things like that that you can you know with IVF like the science behind it all is is really growing and this isn't about you know this isn't about how to get pregnant obviously um but you know even that like I had to ask friends about it because I was so we're not really taught about it in school you're kind of just told that well be careful because you don't want to get pregnant as a teenager which is yes I think probably very sensible but you don't really <laughs> I had to ask friends about like how do you make a baby <laughs> not like that but like in terms of our cycles and you know it like I get the basic science of it obviously but it's really complicated and if you're struggling to get pregnant that's really isolating especially if you're surrounded by people that have babies and that's all you want and it's really challenging as well because obviously if you have been pregnant and then you lose a baby all you suddenly see is people with pregnant bellies and it's not to say obviously because you want that joyous experience and situation for someone else you don't want someone else to go through what you've gone through and i think in the past i became really bitter after my divorce like so bitter such a such a person that i don't recognize now i became very jealous i i was just absolutely i was just grief stricken really about what happened about the life that i thought i was going to have how it had ended and it changed who i was and um i think if i hadn't have worked myself out of that i would have dealt with this miscarriage very differently and i would have not been able to have joy for those that do have babies and would have felt very resentful about anyone else that then got pregnant and if i wasn't able to and things like that and those we don't really these are really like normal human emotions but we don't really talk about it because we sound like assholes um and yeah i don't want to become that person i was before i was like a massive green-eyed monster and that was just my like I just had to work through that to understand lots of different bits bits and pieces but I think that if it that can just become such a toxic energy for our bodies to carry as well so everything then like how we perceive ourselves changes and and things like that but the reason I shared that story is just to balance out this whole idea of a sterling life because you know I do I do still have an amazing life and it's not that these experiences will stop it's not like okay well i've ticked it all off the boxes now and like that's it they're going to continue but my point is is that your life is your life and so it's a matter of dealing as best you can within your life to be able to truly enjoy it to really if you have children to relish to relish the fact you have children and like obviously there are going to be days where they drive you nuts but to really see that there are so there is like so much joy to be had in that and and i know it's tough because you know like i still have moments where i get frustrated like i still have to rent a small flat like i still have to and i've got surrounded by people that own houses like all these kind of things like that's my one if i was to think like that all the time though i'd become so bitter again you can't you just have to keep thinking about all you do have and then that's 
that's how things continue to build because once you have that level of gratitude or that sense of you have value in your life or whatever it is everything else builds and I think this links into the whole manifesting thing because yeah I believe in being able to create your future but that doesn't you don't you can't just imagine it and then it will just come like to me there is an element of being able to imagine and drawing in your future but you have to you have to make some choices and do some things to get there you don't just start think okay i'm gonna make ten thousand pounds today and then the money just appears in your bank it well maybe it does but you you have to put it out there because then on a subconscious level you make the choices um so i just wanted to remind you that you know don't look through other people's lives with rose-tinted glasses because they are also dealing with lots of other stuff and i got very distracted along the way in my life with just focusing on what everyone else had and forgetting to look at what I had um, and so that's why I shared that story today because I think that it's really important that um, there is an element of honesty and transparency and that this is just life but that doesn't mean that it's not awful and that we should talk about it openly because it happens you know and if you are going through something like that and if you have friends that are going through it share this podcast with them let them know that it's okay let them know that you're there like my friends were just absolutely incredible i feel so grateful like so grateful and it just reminded me that you know you do have to be there for your friends like do what you can to help your friends if you've got friends going through a breakup they're probably really sad if they're female they're probably really like i think especially and i i, I mean i can't talk from men i'm sure it's the same but for female Going through a breakup is different because if you want a family, it's different. You have a different body clock type of situation, but you don't need to worry about that. But if your friends, you know, going through a breakup or anything like that, reach out to them, even if it is just to say hi every now and then, you know, it might be that they want the space, but that shows them that you love them and it shows them that you care. And sometimes after a breakup, you feel like you are not loved and that you literally have nothing left if, if it's been a big relationship. So be that friend that does reach out. And then conversely, you know, it, when it goes the other way, make that effort. Um, I think that's so important. I, it's one of the biggest things that I stand by now. Like I try my absolute best to be there because I know the power that it has to know that you are appreciated and loved, even if people aren't around you directly. Um, but I think, I think this is where the podcast should end. And um, I hope you're all really well. And thank you again for tuning in. And yeah, please let me know what you think. Like, if you think this was like really weird or whatever, let me know. <laughs> um, I want to say as well that, you know, if you're listening to this and you know uh, myself, and my partner, we're all good. Um, you know, we lost the baby in March. That's in the past now. And um, we've processed it. And don't worry. Um, and don't feel you need to. <laughs> I'm just about to say something that <laughs> don't feel you need to reach out. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all good uh, because sometimes if I think sometimes if you're told that by a friend then you know unless you really don't believe your mate or whatever it's okay to just let something be in the past um, as well I think that's quite important sometimes things do just need to be put to bed um, and that's why I'm sharing it because it's one of those things it's happened it's in the past um, we're all good and um, yeah life is good so i hope you have a wonderful sunday um it's sunny i'm now absolutely like i'm so sweaty here now in the pantry it's time to go and have a shower and take ralph out and um ralph is my dog 
<laughs> Ralph's a really cute little rescue from Bulgaria. Adopt, don't shop. Um, anyway, I'm going to stop talking. Sending you lots and lots of love. And please, yeah, rate, review, share. Um, reach out to me if it's something that you are struggling with. You can find me on Instagram um, at Kate Sterling One or Get Sterling Fit. Um, that's the story for another day. And yeah. Have a lovely Sunday or whatever day you're listening to this on. Take care. Bye.